We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Math Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Drew Johnson. You can find both of us on X, formerly known as Twitter, even though I'm still not going to change the bird on the graphic. I refuse to, but you can find no, no. me at, <laughs> at Dalton underscore Trigg. You can find uh, DJ at Coach Drew 33 uh, guys, we have a couple things to discuss today. We're going to do a general overview of the FIBA World Cup, uh, you know, where Slovenia stands, where uh, other Mavs players ended up in it, and how uh, Team USA got sent home earlier than what anybody anticipated. They didn't even make it to the FIBA World Cup final. Uh, and we got some other Mavs narratives we're going to discuss as we are about three weeks away from training camp starting. So uh, lots of good stuff coming up. Uh, let's get this thing started. Find Hardaway. Maneuvers away from a closeout. Luka maneuvers away from a closeout. And that is about the best dunk we've ever seen in a Luka. This is a holy moment right here. It's nice, real nice. Been a timeout call, but we ain't going nowhere. We're gonna let you look at this again, a time or two. <laughs> look at that face. Hi, this is Luka Doncic, and you're listening to the Maps Step Back Podcast. All right, I gotta be honest. I don't even know if that Manscape sponsorship is even still running. I may need to take that off that graphic. So uh, I'm, I don't think I'm going to mark it as a paid advertisement thing on YouTube because I just don't think that's <laughs> – I think I think that's more me not taking it off the graphic than it is something that's still running. But anyway, um, FIBA World Cup, we had – you know, going into it, we kind of knew that Slovenia was – you know, they were underdogs. I mean, they had Luka, the best player in FIBA in my opinion. But – they were lacking talent. He's the only NBA caliber guy on that team. And, uh, you know, it, it was going to be a tough road for them no matter what. And Luka played pretty good. Uh, they, they've they they've hit a skid. You know, they, they lost to Germany, uh, not this weekend, but the last weekend. And then going into the uh, quarterfinals, they played Canada 
and they lost against Canada. Luca got ejected. Dylan Brooks got ejected. You know, there was a bunch of drama there. Uh, and then uh, yesterday they played Lithuania, and they lost to Lithuania, you know, fairly – I think it was like 15, 16-point loss or something like that. So uh, Slovenia has been reeling here lately. They're, they're tired. Uh, they're outmatched. You know, Luca's doing all he can, but all he can isn't enough. So they've kind of fizzled out. They will have their final game of the World Cup against Italy – uh, and, you know, then they'll be done. It's just basically, you know, a consolation game or whatever. So uh, it's been fun watching it. You know, they had a good run up until this this latest stretch where they were – they've just been outmatched and tired. But uh, Canada and USA, that was the, the two teams I thought we'd end up seeing in the FIBA World Cup final. And as it turns out, we are getting Canada versus USA – uh, but it's going to happen in the third place game <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because uh, Canada got put out by Serbia, which is, I mean, pretty. I mean, Serbia is good. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I mean, when I when I heard that Nikola Jokic wasn't going to be playing for them in the World Cup, I was like, okay, well, I mean, they're beatable. Uh, but they played really well, and now they find themselves in the final. And Germany, we talked about this before we got on, but you know. They were up huge on Team USA uh, in the friendly match before all this got started, and Team USA made the big comeback and ended up winning it. Well, Germany got their revenge. They won by two against Team USA uh, earlier today. And, of course, you know, the day I'm wearing my USA basketball shirt is when when they get upset. But, you know, we talked about this before the tournament started – this Team USA squad is not what we're accustomed to. Like, it, it's yes, they were good. Yes, they were still favored, as they should have been because of all the NBA talent, but we knew they were beatable. They had shown signs of that. And sure enough, you know, that caught up to them today. And Germany, who has just been on an incredible run, you know, I think that that friendly loss to, uh, to USA and the friendly, you know, the friendly matches or whatever. That was the only game they've lost all summer. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. So they've been incredible. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, as much uh, you know, as much as he can rub people the wrong way, he's been great. Um, you know, Daniel Theus. Um, who else? Uh, they got the the Wagner guy from uh, Orlando Magic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, they've got some good talent on that team, and they've been playing yeah. really well. But, I mean, this is kind of what we should have expected, I guess, since we sent the JV squad, I would call it, versus the varsity squad with, like, LeBron and uh, Steph and, you know, KD, all those guys. So, I mean, what what are your initial thoughts on how it ended up for Team USA and, you know, what what should we expect for the Olympics next year? Well, you know, you you really have to look at the way that these national teams are treated by each individual country. Um, You have countries that take great pride, like not that we don't, but they take tremendous pride in international play. And what you're seeing is teams that are just so together. And I think the reason for that is because they are built over years, whereas this, this team that we saw with Team USA was just kind of assembled. I mean, I could be wrong, but that's the impression that I got out of it. That's yeah, um, I feel the same. That's way. the way it's always been, really. I mean, that's the way it's always been. Um, 
And that's the reason why, you know, this isn't the first time that we've had hiccups in international play. You go back to when, you know, LeBron, um, Carmelo, and D-Wade and them were rookies, and they were thrown into the mix. They weren't ready. These guys weren't ready for this either. Now, thankfully, this wasn't as grand of a scale as the Olympics. But, you know, these teams, they're produced over a long period of time. And they play like it. They play together. And you really just have to have – you really have to outmatch them in terms of talent in order to just walk on the floor and beat them. And we didn't have, you know, that much more talent than they do. And the fact of the matter is international play is getting better and better. International players are getting better and better. Sure and is. So we need to do one of two things. We either need to, A, start building this thing like everyone else does, or B, our super duper stars need to actually participate. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Like I don't it doesn't need to be, you know, wish washy. You know, if you're gonna put if you're gonna put young guys out there and you're gonna roll with that and not go the LeBron Steph route and all that, that's fine. But you need to, you know, when the Olympics come around next summer, you know, roll out the same squad. You know, maybe mm-hmm. change out a few different players, but let these young guys stay together and develop together and you know maybe you know I, I don't know if Steve Kerr is the right is the right coach you know for this team uh you know I saw some I, I follow some uh some Warriors uh media people on Twitter and they were commenting on it throughout the whole game it's like oh this looks familiar Dennis Schroeder you know shredding us and uh, not making any adjustments. It's like, that's what happened to the Warriors in, in the mm-hmm. Lakers series in the playoffs four months ago. And I'm like, okay, well, there's a common denominator. There, so. maybe. Great he is a great coach, but it's like we've said all along, international play is completely different. And I would like to see us have a coach at the helm that has tremendous experience here. You know, I know. And see, and that's, and that, and that's a good point too. It's not saying that Steve Kerr isn't a good coach, but you have certain, it's like Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle is an amazing coach, but he wasn't the right coach for the youth movement that the Mavs were wanting to bring in. Mm-hmm. You know, he, 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 there needed to be a change there. So, I mean, coaching a lot of times, and you, you know, this, you know, a lot better than I do, but you know, fit, Fit plays a big factor too, and I just don't know if Steve Kerr is the right fit, you know, for Team USA, especially you know if they're going to stick with, you know, all these younger guys. I don't know. We'll just have to see. Um, but I mean, hats off to Germany. They they have been killing it. Um, I feel great for Dirk. You know, he's had a a really cool summer with the Hall of Fame stuff, and you know, he's an ambassador for FIBA, so he's been uh, over there. You know doing his ambassador duties or whatever. And now Germany is in the World Cup final against Serbia. So that should be a really fun game. Even though it's a third place game, USA versus Canada is really intriguing. I'm <laughs> I'm very interested in seeing how that one goes over because, you know, Canada has just as much, well, not just as much, but almost just as much NBA talent on that roster as Team USA does so it's comparable uh, for sure. Yeah, so it, um, it that that's going to be a really good match. What do you think about that one? You know, 
I have to wonder if uh, anyone's going to get into a fist fight with Dylan Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> boxing. My main thing. Yeah. He broke, like, he broke out the boxing gloves the other day when they beat Slovenia. Like a wild, <laughs> weird way of getting them hyped up. But, you know, I, I bet it really <laughs> plays into Dylan Brooks's whatever he's got going on upstairs. Um, can't tell him anything anymore. He got $90 million from the Rockets. You can't tell him anything anymore. <laughs> It's just wild, isn't it? It's wild. It's a wild he said, guy. He made some comment about being the best perimeter defender uh, in the world, you know, in the NBA, in the world, everything. I was thinking, like, and I'm, not, I'm I promise, I promise everybody, I'm not being a hater when I say this, but he's not even, he might not even be the best perimeter defender on his national team because Lou Dort is on that team. Yeah. <laughs> and and Lou Dort worst. is a stud getting under people's skin um you know he kind of takes what draymond does and he takes it too far um and draymond uh, draymond antics without the draymond accolades <laughs> yes well without the draymond skill as well because you know draymond semi makes that thing run um mm -hmm. dylan brooks is not that guy he's not that guy um and he just—I don't know. I can't. I can't stand him. I'm sorry. I have to say that aloud. I cannot stand Dylan Brooks. I can't. He is, he is all time. And look, that, it was really funny because uh, yesterday somebody posted a fake quote by Luca was talking. Uh, you know, in his in his country language. So he he was talking in an interview, and you know, people were trying to translate it and everything. And somebody posted a fake translation of it, and he was just like saying that Luca was saying uh, Dylan Brooks was all bark and no bite, and uh, let's see how he feels being down by 20 in Dallas. I've got something for him. And it was a fake quote, but I was just thinking, like, this is that's definitely something that has gone through Luca's mind. <laughs> and you know what? Dylan Brooks is going to take it seriously because Dylan Brooks is <laughs> he's that type of guy. He will 100% take it seriously, and it's not going to matter either because the Mavs are just light years better than the Rockets, in my mm -hmm. opinion, especially now, you know, after the uh, the roster moves that have been made over the summer. But, look, I mean, the FIBA World Cup stuff, it's been great. I mean, I love international basketball, but it's also nice to have that, you know, the gap filler. And, I mean, look, I know, I know we've got uh, the WNBA stuff going on. I know we've got – MLB going on you know it's not like there's no sports on but as far as like the closest thing to NBA basketball it's been nice to have you know that international FIBA World Cup stuff to kind of fill the gap for us a little bit until we got to uh, uh, training camp or close to training camp and you know football's back too so that helps fill the gap a little bit too so I'm excited I think the Mavs are in for you know, a really interesting preseason and start of the season. Uh, I don't know if you've seen, like, the little clips and pictures of Derek Lively that the Mavs have been posting, but it looks like since our interview with him and during Summer League that they've just, like, locked him in the weight room. Uh <laughs> what needs to happen, man? He's just transforming into Tyson Chandler. I mean, Tyson Chandler is just living with him in the hyperbolic time chamber right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I saw those clips and I, that's, that was my first thought is like, you know what? 
as soon as we got done with that interview, it's like they just locked him in the weight room with Tyson Chandler for the last two months. And now he's like, he looks like he's just, he's added some more weight. He's still just as springy. I'm excited. I mean, when we talked to him, he was very, he was very open, you know, about saying, yes, he wanted to be the Mavs starting center. That's something that he quote unquote circled on his board, but he also admitted that he wasn't there yet. Like he had to go out and prove it and do it, you know, perform against real NBA talent in training camp and all that stuff. So he's, he's got a, he's, his head is in the right spot. He's got to go out and earn it. But I mean, from what I've seen this summer, I feel like there's a better chance of him starting from day one than, you know, probably what it was two, three months ago. So mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm extremely excited to see how training camp goes, how the preseason goes. You know, the Mavs, they're, they've got four preseason games. They play the Timberwolves twice in Abu Dhabi, uh, and then they play uh, Real Madrid, Luca's former team, uh, in Spain. And then they come back to the States and they finish things out. I forget who they're playing in that third uh, – I mean, that fourth preseason game, but it's at American Airlines Center – and then next thing you know, it'll be opening night, and we'll have Luca versus Wimby uh, for the the first Mavs game of the season, which will be incredible. So I am super excited. Uh, what do you think about you know Lively's chances of? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. to him a few months ago you went out what did you ask no i was saying what do you think about lively lively's chances of starting now versus when we talked to him a few months ago well i think just given his uh his progression it gives him a much better chance i mean obviously we've seen you know the physical benefits of what he has put himself through but also what we have to consider is we haven't made any moves for a starting center and I don't know that we're going to. Um, I think that the front office might be wanting to ride with Lively. And honestly, I'm here for it. It sounds great to me. Because the sooner we throw him into the fire, the sooner that he's going to get acclimated. And whenever he gets acclimated, he'll be able to play his role to perfection. Remember, we're not asking him to go out there and give us 30. We're asking him to go out there, give us a few block shots, give us double-digit rebounds, and give yeah. us you know, someone and who just and just stay attached, you know, on the perimeter. Yeah. You don't have to – we're not asking him to be just like an all-world defender from day one, but, you know, his length and his versatility 
if you can just stay in front of guys or, or, or stay, stay attached enough to where even if you do get beat, you can block them from behind or something right. like that. You know, all that stuff is valuable. All that stuff is, you know, that's some little things here and there that the Mavs didn't have last year. Yeah. You know, it's like with Christian Wood, and I'm sure you've you've kept up with all the drama that's going on there in the last few days. But, you know, he signed with the Lakers, and then on his way out, you know, he kind of gave us a glimpse of, in my opinion, what the reasons were the Mavs didn't even bother trying to re-sign him because, you know, he kind of took some – indirect shots at Jason Kidd. Uh, he, he alluded to the fact that the Mavs had done something to him and all that on his way out. And, you know, I just – I don't know. I just I'm, – I'm not going to speculate too much on that because, you know, he wasn't very direct and he didn't really give very many details about what happened. But you see and hear stuff like that and it's like, okay, well, that was – was that the kind of stuff that was going on in the locker room as well? throughout the season and you know is that why the vibes weren't even before the Kyrie trade you know when they got Kyrie the vibes were they improved a little bit you know people Mm -hmm. all the guys on the team love Kyrie and he was playing well and everything but even before that trade like the the team the I I keep using the word vibes because that's the only thing I can think of but like the the morale the 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 overall feeling around the team was just down from where it was a year before and the only two real differences, uh, or three differences, one, Jalen Brunson was gone, and two, Christian Wood and JaVale McGee. And now JaVale McGee, just one year into a three-year contract, he's got the boot. He's been stretched and waved. Christian Wood, they, they didn't even bother to try and re-sign him. And now it's September, and he's just now signing a veteran's minimum deal with the Lakers. So that shows you how he's, you know, viewed across the league. So I just feel like Derek Lively's attitude plays just as much of a factor here as his overall talent, in my opinion. I think Mm -hmm. him being – even though he's super young, he's 19 years old, his head's in the right place, he has the physical tools, I think if he comes out in training camp, and, you know, sh- shows all of that to Kid and the rest of the coaching staff, he has a good shot of starting. And I think the Mavs will be better off overall throughout the season than they were last year because of that. Because the way you approach things and your attitude toward it, you know, that all matters. And I think that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing, not just the talent overall being better this year for the Mavs with Grant Williams, Seth Curry, uh, Dante Exum, uh, they got uh, Derek Jones Jr. You know, they got a handful of guys that are going to help. Omax Prosper, who we've talked to here recently, all those guys are great. But it's like the attitude, too. Everybody everybody seems to be more on the same page heading into training camp than what it was last year. You know, last year uh, it seemed like JaVale and Christian – JaVale McGee and Christian Wood were more, you know – focused on whether they were starting or not. <laughs> so. Yeah, they were more internal. And the thing is, you know, you can have all the talent in the world, but and I've seen this at my level. You can have all the talent in the world, but if you ain't got it mentally, if you are not locked in mentally on the goals of the team, it's not going to work. There's not going to be a fit. Okay? And it's like you were saying earlier with coaching, it's the same thing with players. If you don't fit, it isn't going to work. Yeah. 
And a lot of that has to do with mentality. Um, and, you know, I don't know what happened. You and I were not in that locker room. Um, but it, just given what we have heard, it sounds like there was some selfishness amongst those two, specifically with Christian Wood. Yeah. And that was honestly something that was of concern whenever we brought Christian Wood in in the first place. And, you know, I, I know that I was like all gung ho about getting Wood just because of his upside. And if we could make it work, it would have been great. The talent, but, it was there. I mean, yeah, it was there. He, he has there. the talent. It's still there. But if he's not willing to let go, so to speak, of his personal agenda and put all of his energy towards the team's agenda, then he'll never be successful on the team. Yeah, Blank Blank I mean, that the reason he was successful on the Rockets is because there was no team agenda. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree. And look, and it's like we've talked about this several times. When he was starting, you saw a different level of energy from him on the defensive end. He was, I won't say he was good defensively, but he, it was passable. You know, it was, it was okay. It was enough defensively to where you could justify continuing to start him if Jason Kidd had, had done so. But, you know, when he was coming off the bench, that same level, of defense just was not there. Like it was just, it was like Olay defense. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's that's ultimately what led, you know, to him not uh, not getting the minutes that he thought he deserved. So, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, the Mavs they technically traded a first round pick in that draft uh, last year's draft to get him, but they were going to take Hardy with that pick if they had kept it regardless and they still got hardy by trading into the the early second round so it's Mm. really a wash i mean they they didn't lose anything they didn't gain anything it is what it is but you know i think i think and look all these guys are professionals so they're not going to just straight up come out and uh you know name names directly so people can say for sure what they're talking about but you know it's like mark cuban for example he went on the patrick uh, Patrick Beverly's podcast the other day, and he was talking about last year's failure following a Western Conference Finals appearance, and he specifically said, like, the reason we failed last year was not because of Luka and Kyrie, which is what you and I have talked about several times. It was about guys on that roster not accepting their roles. Mm-hmm. And you look at the two main guys that aren't going to be there this next season, you know, that the, the – stuff has happened in the last few months and i mean even though cuban didn't say it directly i mean it doesn't take much to put two and two together you know he's talking about wood and mcgee i mean that's just yeah. <laughs> it, it is what it is he didn't come out and straight up say that but that's that's what he meant and i mean you you can connect the dots there and you know it's unfortunate the way it played out but i think the mavs are in a better place now going forward and i'm really excited to see you know, what happens in training camp and what happens in these uh, these preseason games overseas too. So I'm really excited about it, and I'm ready to uh, get things rolling again. Uh, and, guys, we got some special guests in the works. I'm not going to announce anything right now because we still have to finalize the details. But uh, we should have a few more uh, really special pods here before the season gets underway on October 25th. So. Guys, we appreciate y'all checking in with us. As always, be sure to like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. 
and leave us a review. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> I told Drew this the other day, but it's like, I don't know what happened, but that Omax Prosper uh, pod that we put on YouTube, it just like went through the roof and like we've gained like over a th- like 1,500 new subscribers on YouTube here lately. So salute to you guys. Shout yeah, out man. to you guys. We appreciate that. Uh, keep them coming. <laughs> we, we're trying to uh, to get our watched hours up as high as we can. So maybe we can uh, start doing some other cool stuff on YouTube. So appreciate it, guys. Y'all have a great rest of your day. Have a great weekend. And we will see you sometime middle of next week. We'll Thanks, see Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.